All right, you ready? Let's go. All right. And welcome. <laughs> Sorry, I'm quiet now. That's it. No talking. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas, and I'll be your host. And this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, drop shipping, and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day, everybody. Next week, I'm going to be in Delhi, where I'll be speaking at the Ecom India Summit before hanging out with Megalomarg and Kevin for the India sourcing trip of a lifetime with scores of other of atten- <laughs> scores of other attendees. Uh, the Southern Seller Fest, of course, is coming up in November, and Regina and I are holding a networking drinks party. This is going to be good, sponsored by World First, so big thanks to them. Stay tuned for more details around that, but we found an absolute ripper of a venue, and it is going to be spectacular, so can't wait. Uh, yeah, sit tight. I'll, I'll give you all the details in the coming weeks. I can also proudly announce that the fourth Amazon Collective Mastermind is being held in March on the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of 2024. This time in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales, right here in Australia. In the last few weeks, Regina's been traveling to all of our shortlisted venues and has found an absolute cracker. Uh, so to join the Expressions of Interest email VIP list, head over to the AustralianSeller.com forward slash collective to visit our very hastily put together temporary landing page, which I promise Regina will be updated in coming days. So I do apologize for the landing page, but yeah, check it out if you want to see how bad things can get. Uh, this week is a really fun episode where I welcome back to the show, the amazing Sharon Evan. Uh, and we chat about her journey from transitioning from a product opportunity Amazon seller to a, in air quotes, uh, a brand building expert. And she really is an expert. It's an absolute must listen if you want to grow your well, your Amazon business beyond Amazon and become a world leading brand. Now, don't forget to join my Facebook group. All you got to do is head over to the AustralianSeller.com forward slash Facebook. I'm still offering private coaching, probably always will. I really love it. So please just head over to the AustralianSeller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me to make sure that you're heading in the right direction. And if you own or work for a consumer products brand or indeed you're a private labeler, because we do help out lots of private labelers uh, and need some help setting up or running your Amazon business, feel free to get in touch. I've got a new agency. It's over at www.amosphere.com.au or just email me at chris at christhomas.com.au. Uh, that's it. Wow. Let's uh, let's crack on with this week's episode with the amazing Sharon Evan. And welcome back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast. And today, I'm thrilled to welcome back to the microphone, Sharon Evan. How are you going, Sharon? Hey, Chris. So great to be back. I think it's been like three years or two years since I've been on your podcast. So glad to be here. Awesome. We've done a few things together over the years. Like we did that one with Danny McMillan where we had the, the fantastic uh, oh, remember podcast. That. Remember that with like all well, the product fails, like our yes. major product fails, the best products that have that have never worked and I didn't even give away all the products that have failed for me there have been many lots of successful ones of course you had some crackers which we probably don't have time to go into today I remember <laughs> was- I remember I shared I can't believe I actually shared that publicly but yes yeah it's funny was- it was before it was before I joined as a host I ended up uh, joining right. the yeah. I was just a, I was guest then wow that's, that's right. so long ago it feels like now I know I was podcasting that in the middle of the night that episode like it was probably about 2 a.m or something yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. 
Good on, we had good a, on you for doing it. <laughs> we had a really long chat before we actually pushed the record button. Um, and some really interesting things that are happening for you at the moment and the kind of direction that you've taken recently. But uh, before we get into any of that sort of stuff, uh, tell us what have you been up to for um, the last little while? What's been happening? So over the last probably like two years, I kind of took a little bit of a step back from like content and I don't know what we call ourselves in the Amazon industry. People say influence, whatever. I've taken a step back a little bit from creating content. I'm still creating content for seller sessions, podcast, uh, you know, whatever I can. Mm. Um, My life's crazy um, in many ways. Uh, I've gone through a lot of shit also in the last two years, which I have shared publicly. Um, But on a business level, I've been hyper-focused on, um, on, you know, walking the walk daily and and building brands and extremely, extremely involved in in everything to do with the product development, et cetera, which kind of just makes me have no time to then talk about it publicly, you know? So same, same. Yeah. It's just Mm. been, and I've, I've, Honestly, I've done so many amazing things that I wish I could share publicly. Uh, and, yeah, I'm excited to sort of talk a little bit about products and product development and branding kind of mm. with you today. So that's it, really. That's it. In a oh, nutshell. There's plenty to talk about. Um, you kindly did show me some of the things you've been working on off air, uh, which yeah. I will never, ever divulge to anybody. <laughs> Ever. I know, I trust you. Mm. <laughs> um, and I showed you some of the stuff I'm working on too, which you was kind did. of fun. And you gave me some great feedback about um, some things around that. So that thank you. So, you know, it's great. This is the reason why people should really get involved with masterminds, with people they can trust. And maybe if you've got to sign an NDA, sign an NDA. But it's so important to to bounce uh, ideas, ideas and show people what you're doing around your product um, development or even just, you know, I don't know, whatever you're doing. But, uh, yeah, it's been been super amazing just that, that chat that we had earlier. So I really appreciate that. And thank you for trusting me with some of the ideas that you're working on. Thank you. One of the things you did talk about was how did you come up with these new concepts for the brands that you're currently, I guess, working on building and the products yep. that you're developing around those new brands that you've, you've, you're involved with. So do you want to talk about how you sort of got to the point that you're at to, at the moment? Okay. I feel I feel that in general my approach towards e-commerce and Amazon's always been about uh, brands and building a brand rather than looking for opportunities of products that probably wouldn't stick around, you know, for longer than a year or two. Let's put it mm-hmm. kind of that way. Um, but specifically in the last two years, my mindset has completely changed in the way that I approach e-commerce in general. And I don't get involved in something that I no longer see longevity in, in which I can't, A, longevity, and B, um, I no longer bring out products that don't fit under an umbrella of a specific brand in which, you know, I'm involved in. Um, What I mean by that is if you suddenly say, hey, Sharon, did you see that there's like, I don't know, a TikTok trend and, you know, people are doing this and that. And if if it doesn't fit something, maybe there's opportunity there, right? Maybe there's opportunity there. But if it doesn't fit something that I can see that I can build a brand around and it will Mm -hmm. be, when I say build a brand around, I mean an experience. I mean going after a specific buyer avatar. I mean many different things by saying that. I no longer get it. I no longer look for opportunities on a product. I look for opportunities and how to build a brand. So um, 
anyway, to mm. give some, do you have questions on that or should I keep going? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I think it's, it. no, no, okay. that's fine. Yeah, I, I, right. I, I totally understand. I mean, you you very clearly articulated to me earlier the the customer avatar that you can just see that person, you know. You know who your buyer is. Um, you know, you also mentioned as well, and I know that we're going to be sneaking up on this, but you mentioned that there were uh, certain categories that you're getting into on Amazon that are super saturated, super duper competitive. But it, for you, it doesn't matter. You're going to be in that category, but the buyer that you know will be stumbling into that category, you already know who that person is. And so your yeah. product is literally just literally saying, you know, like buy me, click buy, on me, the, buy well, me. The, yeah, the customer is <laughs> going to be saying, shut up and take my money. That's it, done. Like, you know, I need yeah. that in my life for my family yeah. or for whatever else I'm doing. So, yeah. Yeah. So the specific brand that I showed you that we built in the last two years, um, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. I love talking about it and then I don't know how to talk about it without giving stuff <laughs> away. So I'll, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. In mm. general, I, I said to you before I, we, we hopped on that mm. my focus today is when I'm, what I, what I'm passionate about and want to be involved in. Okay. Mm. Whether it's my own or with my clients is uh, I've been really passionate about building. I called it concept brands, what brands and what I mean by that is the brand has some sort of concept to it. Mm. right i can't i can't i don't know how to explain that without sharing the stuff that i shared with you so uh, do you know i think it's sort of a theme i think the concept yeah the theme, a theme. there's a theme that runs through that's common with all of the products and they're all they're all kind of related products but they're um they're all themed in the same way and they're and they're products that you would you know uh, not giving anything away, I don't think, but they're products mm. that you could easily buy on Amazon today. But the way that you've themed that product, the design, that, that, the design, yeah. the range that you've created, that are all kind of integrated so that the buyer of the, you know, one of the products in the range would be definitely interested in, you know, these other products that are also in the range. I mean, they're very complementary. And, um, yeah. and so, you know, you've, and, you know, honestly, if it is a shame. But it's important for people to realize that you can launch a brand which is just so beautifully themed and so it's crafted and it's absolutely on point. I'm so excited for your new brands, honestly. Thank you. I, I find that it is easier for me to do that around kids-related things. It's a lot easier for me because I here's what I found about myself. Because so the way that I approach if a client comes to me and says, I'd like to build a new brand, someone new and they're just starting out, for me, I've never, ever, ever been, okay, cool, let's go on Helium 10 and use whatever people use on Helium 10 or any software, right, mm -hmm. and let's look for opportunities. No, because I don't look for opportunities on a product level. I look. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I, I start off with, and then this will lead to other things, mm -hmm. I start off with asking them a lot of questions about themselves and their lives. So things like, can you tell me about your hobbies? Right, children's hobbies, your partner's hobbies, uh, different milestones or events you've gone through. So mm -hmm. I'll, I will give you an example. You can turn. So I also have a baby brand, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a baby brand. It's a mum brand. It's just in the baby category. I have a mum mm -hmm. brand. And all of those products, I wouldn't have even known that they exist until I gave birth and I had 
you know, certain types of problems. And that's how that, so that's a mile, that's a milestone. I gave birth, I was pregnant, etc. Okay. Mm. Going through a miscarriage, going through a divorce, going through losing a leg, everything, everything, every single experience that we go through can be turned into a product. Even if it's a bad experience, losing mm. a loved one, do you know how much money there is in death? I know that sounds terrible, but it's the truth, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I ask questions like hobbies. I ask questions and what I'm looking for is, something that I can help that client that they will, when it's a rainy day and shit gets really hard because every single business will go through shit that they will still be motivated to keep going. I've found I'm the type of person Mm -hmm. and I, I do think that I'm unique in this. I can sell anything, right? (laughs) What I mean, what I mean about that, what I mean by that is I can get into it as long as it doesn't hurt anyone and it's Mm, not dangerous for humans yeah. and things like that. What I, what I mean is I could have a sex brand, right? Yeah. And not not even not even think like blink twice. I could have a brand about the most boring topic in the world and I wouldn't like I would be fine. But I've found that a lot of people when it gets really really tough, mm-hmm. the people that I've found that have been able to get over the tough days are the people that are super hyper passionate about the products that they sell and the brand that they sell. And that's why I always start there. And every single thing that I'm involved in, if it's not my brand, then it's a client's brand. I mean, it's usually things that I've I've taken them, I've stirred them in the direction mm-hmm. into something that fits into either they're passionate about it, they understand it, or something along mm-hmm. those lines. So that's usually where we start. Um, and then yeah. we start start to create you know, different, first of all, I start with the different buyer avatars. So let's use yoga as an example. Okay. Let's just Mm -hmm. say you're into yoga. Great. Do you know how many different buyer avatars you can sell to in yoga? There is, you know, there's exactly, there's men, there's women, there's children, right? There's children. I've I've helped someone build an entire brand around kids yoga. Mm -hmm. There's um, pregnant women, there's uh, older, you know, seniors, The elderly, there's people that do yoga with their dogs. There are so many like animals. There's so much, you know, there's so many different things. So I start off with, okay, what are the different buyer avatars that exist? Just because mm. I'm, let's use an example. Let's pretend you're, you're Chris, you're a man and you're into yoga. It doesn't mean that if you couldn't start a kid's yoga brand or, or a woman's yoga brand, you'd like yoga. That's the, that's, that's what enough. I mean. You don't have to, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean that you have to be the buyer avatar. It just means that you have to have some sort of, passion or something along those lines for it. So I'll start off with, okay, great. I'll make a list of their different things that they said. And then we'll choose the top three or things that I believe that we have that we could work with. Mm -hmm. Usually it's also things that I think I can give my, you know, influence on as well. Mm. If there's something that they're into, like, I don't know, bug, uh, what's it called? I found once a hobby. Um, what was that? Damn it. I wish I could remember. It was like bug pinning or something. You basically oh, yeah, take, yeah. do you remember like I, ta- I talked about it? Yeah, you yeah. take like dead, I talked about a couple of years ago on a podcast. You basically right. take dead bugs and you pin them to this thing. Like and then board. it's like, it's a ho- yeah, it's like a board and it's an actual hobby. See, I probably couldn't give too much of myself <laughs> into that. So let's just say if that was their hobby, I'd go to like hobby number two. Anyway, so we've made a list of their, you know, different things. I'll take mm-hmm. the one, we'll take probably the top three. And then the next step is what are the different buyer avatars? And why mm-hmm. do I always prefer to start with buyer avatar first? I find it easy 
probably yeah. easier than others. I find it easy to build a brand that's focused on a very specific buyer avatar. Mm. Why? A, it's a lot easier to upsell. Mm-hmm. Two, B, it's and a lot easier. And cross-sell. And that's yeah. it. B, it's a lot easier to get customer royal, uh, loyalty. They'll usually mm-hmm. come back, you know, yeah. multiple times. And it's also easier to come up with with ideas for products. When super you know easy. the... It's yeah, super easy. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's why I try to start with buyer avatar first. My option, mm-hmm. option B is niche first. So if I don't know who the buyer avatar is first, then what's the niche? So there's a category under the category. There's many, many different niches. So there's yoga, right? Like there's, I don't know, there's different types of things under yoga. And then, so if I don't know who the buyer avatar is, then I'll go niche first. Mm -hmm. And then I ask myself, okay, A, can I come up with ideas where the products can be highly differentiated and the differentiate, this is the most, this is probably the most important thing I'll say now on the podcast. Yes. Is if my differentiation can be seen from the search page. If my differentiation point cannot be seen from the search page, I will not make that product. That's how crucial it is to me. That And differentiation is not quality. Quality is a must. Better quality to me is not a differentiation. What I mean by differentiation is either the, the design, the theme, the concept, whatever. My differentiation has absolutely got to be seen from the search page. Yep. It's a thing. It's a thing that's going to appeal to the avatar. It's going to get the clicks on the listing. That's going to result in sales, conversions, velocity, all the things that you need to rank. Um, it's just super important. So yeah, and, and it needs to be main image, right? We're talking the main image. I'm talking about the main image. Absolutely, yeah, my- visually, it has to be sorted, doesn't it? It's got to. Pop. I wish. I wish that I could. I could share, but what I literally what I do is when I come up with an idea, I will. Mm go into Amazon, I'll type in the main keyword, and then I'll take a screenshot of what exists. Mm-hmm. And then I'll work on Canva and take my idea, because usually mm-hmm. I'll have a designer or something mock it up. I'll take yeah. my idea and then I'll put it in the middle of the screenshot that I took. Mm-hmm. And then I'll ask myself, okay, a buyer avatar is looking for a product. They've come in, they've typed mm-hmm. in a search term. Am I going to get their attention straight away with zero reviews, possibly higher pricing, et cetera? It's all about mm-hmm. the main image. It's the first thing that they will see. Yep. Can my differentiation point stand out in the main image? Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, I will not make mm-hmm. that product. Because right. to me, that's the number one most important thing. And, 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 and do you know what, Chris? It influences every single de- decision I make. And I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. I was once involved in a product which was a gift product. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make up the rest here, but it's it's a gift box. Yeah. And we're going to make it as if every single product in the gift box was gray. Okay? okay. The whole theme, that there's a point to this. Okay? So let's just mm-hmm. pretend. Let's. I'm just looking at stuff on my desk. Okay? So sure. let's pretend it was a gift box for, for retired people. I don't know why it was the first thing that came <laughs> up. And let's pretend it was a cup, but it wasn't yep. a normal cup. It was a tumbler. Uh And I don't know, a coaster, just because I've got a coaster here and a few other things. Okay. Mm -hmm. But they were all the same color and and there was a theme, there was text on it, et cetera. In theory, it was a great idea, but Mm -hmm. we had so much trouble with the main image. Why? Because the packaging was gray. The products were gray. And what happens Mm -hmm. is unless you have a gap in between every single product, you can't actually tell from a little image in the search page no. what each individual product was. 
right? So I always play the game of looking, thinking from the from the minute I have a concept in my brain, I already start picturing, close my eyes and start visualizing what the main image will look like because it influences every single decision I make, the color of the product, the color of the packaging, whether yeah. I'm using the packaging to explain what the product is, big yeah. text, et cetera. I'm Super blabbing important. on here. No, no, hey, um, this is actually sort of actually ties in really nicely. I did a webinar this morning with the India Sourcing Trip with Meg Lamarg and Kevin with a bunch of people. And uh, I was doing a presentation just about differentiation. And one of the examples Mm. that I gave uh, was a product that I saw in India, which was an hourglass, really simple hourglass. Uh, No, actually, it wasn't that simple. It was beautiful. It was kind of had a wooden base, you know, it had full of gorgeous looking sands. And uh, they had gone after the keyword on Amazon of productivity timer, right? Mm -hmm. And when you look at the search result page for that keyword, productivity timer, I haven't actually checked recently to see whether they're still, um, they might have run out of stock if people want to start Googling, Amazoning mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. But they were ranking third position for that search term, which is a pretty good search term. I think it's at least about five or 6,000 search volume a month. Um, all the other products were either digital kind of timers. It was all plastic and it was all kind of like these sort of twisty, um, you know, you sort of like a, like an yeah, alert yeah. or an alarm that you use in the kitchen yeah. sometimes when you're cooking. Yeah, you know? yeah the little timer. It was all just plastic. It was cheap. It was all from all from um, you know from China. They're all about you know twelve thirteen bucks. Their productivity timer, the hourglass, was like twenty nine ninety five or maybe even thirty four ninety five or something like that. Um, easily sourced out of India because I saw them at the trade show at the Delhi mm. fair. So anybody that's listening to this or watching us, please come to the uh, the India sourcing trip with me, Magla and Marg and Kevin, and um, that's on the uh, when is it the the 10th of October this year, 2023. So just a few short weeks away. Um, but yeah, you know, so that differentiation visually, it just stuck out in the search results massively and they were generating really good sales, you know, sort of a good sort of twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a month in sales just because they took that that sort of, you know, approach. They I took a similar, product. Similar to what you're talking about. They didn't design it themselves. You know, they took something that just They repurposed. Yeah, they That's took right. what they did. They So I did... I spoke about in seller sessions two years ago, I did, my presentation was about, I don't know if you've ever seen it, about product differentiation. And do you know what? Even mm. since then I've evolved. Yeah, uh, that's Meaning right. mm. uh, even since then, I, I, I talk about it two years ago. And if I look at that at that presentation I did, it's still a great presentation, but even I've even <laughs> evolved even since then, you know, like yes. it, they, I've even got more things today. But what they did, what you're talking about is they took a product that exists yeah. and, they re, and they just repurposed it for a different, which... Yep. The con now, if we think about what I showed you before we went live, yes, it's basically yes, yes. what I did with a brand. I took products that exist. I didn't. I didn't. Apart from one product which we fully designed, but mm. apart from that, we took products that exist and then and we're just selling it to a very very specific buyer avatar and the differentiations yeah. of the design on the product. That's a that's great, but it's for me it's 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 more than that today. So what that's I'm looking to—that's yeah, why we're talking about today. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, about right. yeah, no, mm. about on a no, no. It's a great idea. The the what you said is great. The thing is, <laughs> what the thing is, what will happen is now our people will start copying them, and the only way yes. that they can still be out there is through the branding, the the experience, and you know what? And this is the thing I said to you before we started. I'm trying to build things that. That the buyer avatar goes through an experience. They'll want to come back and buy it from us. And mm. I know that everyone talks about that, but it's today mm-hmm. the way that we buy 
is different from the way that we were buying 10 years ago, 15 years ago. The world is changing in general on a branding level. I don't know about you, but if I no longer, I don't know, if I don't like the CEO of a company, if I don't believe in that, I won't buy from that brand in general. Okay, let's just yep. pretend you hate Elon Musk. I'm just making this. I don't, but I'm just making it up. Mm-hmm. You absolutely, you're probably not going to buy a Tesla, right? Because or, of yeah, <laughs> or or yeah. or a Starlink or something like that that he's involved with. Yeah, which which by well, the way, I have a Starlink and I love it. And even though I'm not a huge fan anymore of Elon, but that's okay. I'm sorry, probably getting a bit personal there, but um, no, it's it's but, fine. Know, but but I, it's my, still respect my, his products. Yeah, but the but thing is that the. We make today our buying decisions are a lot more emotional than they used to be. That's one. Two, the way that we as brands interact with our buyers has changed. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I grew up in New Zealand. I live, I've been living in Israel for 14 years, but I grew up mm-hmm. in New Zealand. I was born in New Zealand and I left New Zealand when I was 21. Mm-hmm. And the way that brands interacted with me was through TV, radio, magazines, newspapers. newspapers. I couldn't interact with them. If I wanted to interact with the brand back in the day, you need to email them. You need to send in a message. You need to use a a freaking pigeon (laughs) mail. I'm making that up. I'm joking. But you know what I mean? It's today you want to talk shit or about a brand or you want to praise a brand. Mm -hmm. Within two seconds, the brand will see it the minute you tag them on, you know, on on Instagram, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah. So also the way that we interact with our buyers is different. And, mm-hmm. and that's why for me, when I'm talking about branding, I am not talking about taking a product and putting your logo on it. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm thinking about, I have a, a full on vision for the brand, how I'm going mm-hmm. to be able to find those buyers, how through the design of the product, I'm going to like, like suck them into it, you know, bring them into the <laughs> listing. And then yeah. in the listing, then I'm going to to, to then, you know, educate them more through the images, et cetera. But also right. when they buy the product, when the mm-hmm. product's in their hands, there, there's going to be some sort of an experience that they can already expect. Yes. I, I hope I'm, it, you can tell yeah, I'm passionate about this. I don't know if I'm, like, up, it's all the sure information up. here and I'm trying to like bring it out. <laughs> yeah, bring it out. Well, the other thing, you know, that I really loved about some of the things that you, we, we were talking about off air, and so much, talk, this is so frustrating, I'm sure, for listeners just to mm. get so much, oh, what are you guys talking about? I'm desperate to be a fly on the yeah. wall and you probably should be. Uh, it was just around uh, the way that you were bringing complementary uh, products together and some of the work that you were doing around marrying those two products into, I guess, uh, for want of a better word, a bundle, you know, which sounds kind of boring, but a perfectly curated complementary products within the bundle with an amazing theme. And God, I wish I could, yeah, I'm, I can really mm. understand your frustration. Um, yeah. And, and also, you know, wanting to keep the secrecy around it because it was just, you know, magical what you've done. And the amount of work that you put into, you know, putting that putting that bundle together, uh, just extraordinary, you know. Finding, it's more than that, first of all, extra, thank you. Yeah, sorry, yeah, really well done. Like a massive hats off, massive round of applause. Thank mm. you very much. But the, but I will say it's more than just a. I mean, I know that you saw this. It's so that the listeners understand. It's not that I took a, you know a pen and an eraser and I put no, it together no. and I made a bundle. No. It's no. the pen is. I'm just making it up now. The mm. pen's got. I don't know. Like uh, I've got a pen here. Let's pretend that, you know, it's got an entire theme to it. It has its own design and the eraser is complementary to it. It's it's that. It's not that I just took, oh, let's just take this, I don't know, mm. pillow and this blanket and let's just sell it together off the shelf. 
I don't do anything that's no. that's off the shelf at all. No, it's if, no. if if I want and and the reason that I've got this approach is because I, I want. It's all about longevity. Back mm. in the day when I started Amazon, it was 2016. When I started Amazon, my my mindset was opportunities, right? Okay, yeah. opportunities through, you know, what can I take? Put my logo on it. That's it. Blah, blah, put it into Amazon. Mm-hmm. Over the years, it got more, I got more and more into branding, but specifically the last two years, mm-hmm. it's just, I'm so strict with the way that I approach it today in a good way mm. that, and I'll give you another example. Let's just say you've got, you've built a brand that's focused on a specific buyer avatar. And what I mean by that is the type of buyer avatar that they will come back. So let's just pretend we built a a brand around golfers. Okay. And it's a specific golfer. Let's just, okay. I have, why did I say golfer? I don't even know. (laughs) I I don't understand anything in golfing. Let me bring something a little bit. Kids golf or something. I don't know. Mini golf. What I'm trying to help let's, you, but I'll probably make yeah, it Yeah, you are trying to help me. Let me <laughs> let's do something that's within my comfort zone. Let's say that I've made a products for kids. Okay. okay. You know what? Let's say that I've built a brand around kids kids with autism. Okay. That's right. this is a good yeah. example. Kids with autism. Mm-hmm. Um and so there's many, many, many different products. Let's pretend I have ten products that are mm-hmm. potential products that I can okay, you know what? This is a great listen. Let's pretend that I've come up with a great idea mm-hmm. and I have such a great idea and I've come up with 10 different I, ten different products. And the question is, which one do I start with first, mm-hmm. right? The answer to that for me is, which one is the hero product, the one that can bring in, that I can then piggyback off for yes. the product that has no search volume, but people will buy it because it fits their specific type of, so I can piggyback off yeah, that yeah. one. So even my decision for what do I launch first mm-hmm. is dependent on, on that. So for example, let's just say we've got an idea, we've got 10 different product ideas. Which one do we start with first? Mm-hmm. And the first one, so there's one of them that I'm, that I can see, okay, well, there's a lot of search volume on Amazon. I have mm-hmm. a great differentiation point. I can be seen from, from the search mm-hmm. page. I believe that this one's probably going to be the hero product and the rest of the products, you know, We'll sell less. Let's just say if this one's going to sell thousands of units a month, yeah. these will probably sell 200, 300. It's still great or 400 great. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I won't need to do a lot of PPC because I can piggyback off the exactly. off my listing. The way that you would piggyback is through uh, the A+. Com- plus. Uh, yeah, so what's it called? The comparison. Yeah, comparison chart. Yeah, the, the comparison region. chart and mm-hmm. through the, the um, inserts an insert showing the other products. Once you've launched them, you can then, you know, make new inserts for the original product and and many other ways. There's many other ways to show the buyer uh, through, through the the Amazon store. Through through advertising as well. You know, you can do like a sponsored ad display, sponsored display ad, you know, cross promoting visually the other products. You can. I do that a lot. Same here. But my point is that you, you need, you don't need to do as much PPC. That was this my point great. that yeah, because you point. can piggyback off the mm. product. Like I, at some point I get to a point where I don't care if there's search volume or not at some point because yeah. I'm piggybacking off the original products. When I say the original, I mean that the, the, yeah, the hero product, the, the first, hero products, the, the one that, that do the best. Mm. Exactly. And that when I get to that stage, 
-hmm. that's where I'm like the happiest. And that's where, (laughs) why? Because you no longer need to think about the analytical side of it. You're literally only thinking about making the product that that buyer avatar needs that they may not know that they need it yet. And you're going to, you're going (laughs) to tell them that they need it using the other products. When I get to that stage, I know that like, Mm. you know, we're in a happy place. I'm in my happy place. Mm. That is amazing. So I'll give one more thing. Another thing that I've been very hyper-focused on is Mm. making sure that my brand has some sort of personality. So I spoke about this in in, uh, my presentation in London and seller sessions, and I talked about how I use brand archetypes um, to what what I mean by that. So do you know Dude Wipes? The brand yeah, dude I do know, yes, I do. Yes, okay, so yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna use them an example as an example because sure. I can't use my own brand that I showed you before. So I'm gonna use dude wipes an example, and then you'll understand why. So dude wipes, if you think about it, at the end of the day, okay, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what they did is they took, oh, what are these called in English? I'm having a wet wipes. Uh, wet wipes. Baby they wipes. took wet yeah. wipes. Yes, they took wet wipes, flushable wet wipes, mm-hmm. made them bigger. Mm-hmm. That's the differentiation at the, on the product on a functionality Boom. level. Okay, yes. on a functionality, I'm currently talking about functionality. On a functionality level, they took wet wipes, they made them bigger, called them men's. But mm-hmm. what they did is they bought two things into their brand: humor, mm-hmm. right? Humor, um, and what we would call. So I, I say that their brand av- uh, brand archetype is um, the. Uh, disruptor, the 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 Harley Davidson type. I've just forgotten mm-hmm. the name of it. I'm having a blackout, but you know what I mean. The yeah, yeah, that well, type. The bikies. Yeah. yeah, the bike. They they on the one hand, so they're using humor. Mm. They're using um, they're using humor. They're using that that what the freaking hell is the word that I'm looking for? It's just on the tip of my tongue and it's not coming out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Damn it. <laughs> Anyway, never mind. What they've done is their brand has a very specific personality, right? Mm. They're very, it's Mm. got a very, very specific personality. And that is their differentiation. I don't know if you've ever watched their videos. They're just so hilarious. They have video, like their videos. It's like, hello, dudios. And like, it's funny. It's, (laughs) it's quirky. It's, it's, they're also, they're also highly, highly relatable. Yeah. All right. Because they're, they're very, very important. relatable. Mm. Very, very relatable. That brand archetype is called the every the every man. They're the every mm. man is also also Amazon and IKEA, etc. They're also the every man. But what they've done is they've taken two like three different personalities. They've mm-hmm. put them together, right? So for example, Nike, they have the hero type of brand archetype. They're a hero mm. type brand. They make you want to be a you know a master, etc. Disney is is we, it's called a jester. They're they're like the transformation type of. Mm-hmm. They've got a very. If you think about Nickelodeon and Disney, mm-hmm. and let's mm-hmm. pretend there's a princess. Okay, mm-hmm. the princess in the in Disney is not going to be anywhere like a princess in Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. It's going to be no. very very different. It doesn't fit that the the. Nickelodeon type of princess wouldn't fit the Disney type of princess. That's what I mean by a personality. So every single brand I'm involved in has a very, very specific personality, which you can see not only in the visuals, but also with the way the brand communicates. So for example, what I mean by that is also includes the way that I, one of my designers the other day, she used a word that in Mm -hmm. the brand made yeah. absolutely no sense. I was like, my th- this brand doesn't speak in that type of tone, yeah. right? We're a fun 
we're a fun brand, we're a cute mm-hmm. brand, where we don't speak, we don't use that type of, of word. We need to find so the the way that the brand communicates, right? Every single thing to do with the brand, whether it's on you, you'll see us on Instagram, you'll see us on Amazon, you'll see mm-hmm. the the marketing, everything, it's 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 the same everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And we're using the purse. Yeah, it's consistent. And we have a very, very, very specific personality, which is part of the differentiation point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Meaning that, you know, you can sometimes get into a super saturated niche and your differentiation point is basically that you're just really funny. Everything that you do on your products is funny. The way that your brand speaks is funny. And that's Mm -hmm. a differentiation point and it can work. Oh, it does. That's it. it. I'm going to shut up because I feel like I'm going on and on (laughs) (laughs) as I can on the subject. You're absolutely spot on. I've got a really good friend of mine, Adam Saraceno, before we wrap up here, um, who works over at Peak Design. I've had him on the podcast late last year, I think, when Amazon copied one of their products as an Amazon Basics product. Mm-hmm. Uh, no longer available on Amazon anymore, having mm. Amazon read was read the Riot Act and decided they weren't going to do that. Uh, but there was really interesting conversation I had with him. But yeah, they use a lot of humor and they do, they're very, there's very personality driven. And a lot of that's come out of the Kickstarter type of, they're very mm. heavily into crowdfunding. They've, I think they've raised over $40 million or something on Kickstarter. Wow. And so they, they do a lot of videos. They do a lot of that sort of, you know, really humorous communication. It is pretty funny, a lot of their stuff. So um, yeah, listen to that episode. I can't remember the number of it now off the top of my head. But um, yeah, it's, you know, like there's these emerging brands uh, like Dude Wipes. They are seriously hilarious. There are just scores of others. So yeah, perfect examples there. Thank you. The, the thing about Dude Wipes is any one of us could try and, and even make a better functional product than theirs. It doesn't matter. People will still buy from no, them. It's, they sure it's, will. And it's, it, it's, it's all about more. their branding. It's more, it's all about the branding and it's all about, and, and you know, when you put that sort of effort into your brand, and people, you know, it's so relatable and, you know, and entertaining. Uh, that it it is. Spend, it's spend more money with you, you know. It's true. So, you know, why wouldn't you do that? It's good fun too, by the way, people. Like it's actually really fun to to build a really fun brand. You know, my it's, last it's, brand that I sold in 2020, I started that way back in 20, sorry, 2001. Wow. Um, you know, I, I lived with that brand for almost uh, 20 years. Just wow. I think I actually did hit 20 years the a couple of weeks after I sold it, when the when the final deal went through, so so you know the longevity of a brand is so important. You know when I was in my niche, yeah, and I love what I was doing because I was developing products just like you do, all around my avatars. You know there were actually several. That's so. that's why I think that when you when you build a brand that's very focused on a specific, because the opposite would be let's just pretend if you had a decor brand. We created a decor brand, but the decor, it's, it, there isn't a specific buyer avatar. It's not a mum that specifically buys the products for her, her, you know, her child with autism and it's not, you know, mm. decor. This is why I personally don't love decor because I find it harder to no, do this. Although you can impossible. do, you know, you can build an entire it's decor really brand around gamers. Okay. Yeah, that, that. That, 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 there you go. That's, that's an, but that's what I mean by when you, cause when you have that specific buyer avatar, man, it's so easy to sell to them. Like, honestly, it really <laughs> is. It's so, for them, isn't it? Exactly. It makes it so yeah. much easier rather than trying to, oh, well, let's go on a software and just find yeah, a product. No, I don't. I never start there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sharon. Hey, this has just been so freaking amazing. Thank you so much for Thanks hanging for out with me, me for, for a little bit. And um, 
and just sharing your wisdom and and for explaining to you a little bit why if people have been wondering why things have perhaps just sort of come off the boil with the content creation on your side and this i think this really explains what you've been up to and how passionate you are about this sort of slightly different direction that you're taking or as you're evolving as a as a person as a, as a, yeah. as a businessman we evolve every you know evolve and adjust as the world changes as well so thanks chris and and Absolutely. have fun making dinner and bon appetit <laughs> Thanks. And thanks to the listeners. No worries. Thank you so much, Sharon. We'll speak to you soon. Take care. Thanks, Chris. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening. 